0: Well, hello everyone. He is risen.
1: He is risen indeed.
0: Well, welcome, Cheney Faith Center family, and those of you who are very special guests today on Easter 2020. I'm Pastor Mark.
1: And I am Pastor Kate, and we wanted to say a big thank you for joining us in a whole new way to celebrate the living hope of Jesus as seen through his death and resurrection on this very special and memorable (laughs) Easter Sunday.
0: We wanted to encourage you today that though our time will feel and look very different, the truth is the same. Jesus has won. Mm -hmm. And because of his victory, we have a living and eternal hope for every situation that we face. Mm -hmm. like today. So I encourage you to dive in today, dive into every part of the service, and let this be the best Easter yet.
1: Since today is a whole new way of celebrating, we still want to engage with everyone watching at home. So here are some ways that we can still feel connected during our time today. Take a photo or a video of your Easter day and use the hashtag Easter in 2020 as you post on your social media accounts. By doing this, we can see everyone in one place and how we are all celebrating the good news of Jesus. We can also go back year after year to remember this special moment of doing Easter at home in the year 2020. For those of you who do not know what a hashtag is or how it works, just ask someone who's 35 years or younger.
0: (laughs) So don't ask me for sure. I'm really bad with hashtags. (laughs) We also really believe in placing our hope in Jesus and that knowing Him as our Savior and Lord is the most important decision we ever make in our life. Mm -hmm. Now, because we're doing service different, it might be hard to respond. So we've come up with a way that you could respond today to the message of the living hope of Jesus Christ. If you'd like to begin a new life in Jesus and experience the living hope that he gives us, please text us and text the word I said yes, all one word, I said yes to the number 43506. You can do that anytime during our service today. This will give us an opportunity as a pastoral staff to pray for you and connect with you as you begin your faith journey. With Jesus,
1: Even though it's been a challenge the last few weeks, we have been encouraged already by what God is doing in our families, in our communities, city, and even our nation. God is working and it's His living hope that both sustains us and carries us forward.
0: Well thanks for joining us this morning or whenever you're watching. God bless you and Happy Easter.
2: But I can't dispute what my soul knows. Peter! John! It's all true. Come see this! Everything he said. The tomb! Every impossible detail.
1: It's empty! all true
2: Faith loses its footing. You have me confused. I don't know him. And we stumble along our way.
3: I said I don't know him!
2: been found, (laughs) what has been defeated, what has been forgiven, what was once dead has new life. What was once old has been made new. What was once finite has been made eternal. May we remember and follow the Risen Way.
0: was thinking that i never imagined easter would ever be like this in my lifetime it's hard because we don't get to gather as people to worship we can't go to the park and pick up candy with family and friends and kids in our city we're not allowed to interact with people on a holiday that's built around being together with family and friends. We can't even make a meal as a family and hang out and just enjoy one another's company. It's very strange. It's reminding me of what the very first Easter must have been like for the disciples. Think with me for a moment about the very first Easter morning. The disciples probably felt defeated, lonely, sad, disappointed, angry, fearful, and that's just a little bit like what we feel like today. But then something happened that changed how they were feeling, changed what they were thinking. Some women came bursting into the room, talking crazy like, and saying that Jesus had risen from the dead, and the tomb that they had put his body in on Friday was now empty. Another woman just shortly after comes bursting in the room, spouting that she had seen Jesus, that Jesus had talked to her, that Jesus had called her out by name. A room that was depressing had a powerful infusion of living hope. Peter and John ran to the tomb, their hearts ready to burst out of their chest, not because they were running, but because of the hope that was inside of them. But this hope was not ordinary everyday hope. This was what began to be called living hope. And this living hope can change the room you're sitting in right now too see this living hope would change the disciples' lives as they found that Jesus had come back to life this living hope has been transforming billions of people's lives over thousands of years and living hope is available for every person alive today on Easter 2020 now easter is it's a celebration A celebration of a man who is not dead, but alive. Now, that's a pretty interesting notion, isn't it? The idea that someone was factually dead for three days and is now alive and is still alive today is an impossible notion. So why do we believe that Jesus has done the impossible? Several reasons. One He wasn't just a man, he is God. He had a habit of raising others from the dead, proving that he had power over death. There were lots of eyewitnesses that saw Jesus alive after his death and they all wrote down their accounts. We call it the New Testament. And lastly, and maybe most importantly, he lives inside people today people like you and me, people all around the world who have experienced the living hope of Jesus Christ through the resurrection. Now, Easter is this celebration of Jesus doing the impossible, coming back to life. See, the resurrection of Jesus Christ gives us hope and is also something we put our hope in. Now, hope's a very powerful reality. But it's also a very challenging concept, mentally, spiritually, physically. And in the letter of 1 Peter, Peter talks about this hope that we have. And I'd like us to look at this verse together. Peter, you may remember Peter. He's the disciple that uh, most often we find that he has his foot in his mouth. He's also the one that denied Jesus three times. But Peter is the one who after Jesus' resurrection and after Jesus goes back to heaven is the disciple that begins to lead the church, that begins to take the church into the first century and they begin to see hundreds of thousands of people believe in this living hope of Jesus Christ, to have a new life in Christ because Jesus had died and risen again. Here's what Peter says in his writing from the New Testament. I'm just gonna read one verse. He said this, In chapter one, verse three, celebrate with praises the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has shown us his extravagant mercy. For his fountain of mercy has given us a new life. We are reborn to experience a living, energetic hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Now, Peter said, We have a living hope. We we have new birth, that that God was doing something specifically in us. And and Peter in particular says that this living hope that we now have alive in us is linked to a couple things. The first thing that, that Peter says our living hope is linked to is God's mercy. God's mercy. I find it interesting that we live in a time when it's, it's pretty easy to say, I don't want a relationship with God. I don't like God. I want nothing to do with God. And you just end up spiritually unresolved your entire life. Now, some of us know exactly what I'm talking about. We, we felt that way at one point in our life. Maybe you feel like that right now. Let me ask a question. Is God obligated to help us if we don't want him? We don't need him. We don't want relationship with him. We just always ignore him. No, he's not obligated at all to help us. But because he wants relationship with us, he moves towards us even when we don't want relationship with him. Now, what motivates God to do that? Mercy. Mercy motivates God to move towards us. Mercy motivates God to do things for us that blesses our lives in profound ways even when we don't want him in it. This is mercy. And mercy motivated God to come to earth. Why? Because he saw our broken state. And so he left heaven to heal our brokenness. Now, the only problem was to heal our brokenness, a sacrifice had to be made. Life for life. So Jesus mercifully gave up his life on a cross so that you and I could have all of the blessings and the goodness of God in our lives. This is Easter. The goodness of God comes into our life because God looked down on us and had mercy. Now, we need to know mercy is so much more than just feeling sorry for someone. Mercy is a free act. It's a free act that produces goodness in the one the mercy is generated towards. And that's what God did. Easter is the goodness of God's mercy. Mercy is God's free act of goodness. But it looks like a cross, and a resurrection. See, in mercy, Jesus died a horrible death to pay for our brokenness and our sin. And it was mercy that motivated Jesus to come back to life so that we could be given a new life and a living hope resident inside us. So our living hope will forever be linked to God's mercy. Second, this living hope is also linked to new life, to the new life that we have in Jesus Christ. Peter said it like this in verse three, for his fountain of mercy has given us a new life. We are reborn. See what Peter is communicating and what the Bible communicates and the reason that Jesus came is because we all need new life. We need new life because We're all born into brokenness and our brokenness leads to death, not to life. I think it's true. And I think we all know that we're all broken in one way or another, that we're all broken and we do things to ourselves and to others because we're broken. Everywhere we look in our world, we see the results of our brokenness. There's hatred, crime. Uh, addictions, abuse, racism, slavery, war, all of these are examples of our brokenness. But God in his mercy said, I don't want mankind to live this way. I want mankind to have a better life, a new life, the life I created, the life I intended for them to live. So he did something about it. He left heaven and he died on a cross and he came back to life so that you and I would have the opportunity for new life. We get to start over. No matter what age we are, we get to start a new life that will be based on totally new concepts that Jesus talked about often when he was on earth. Things like loving your enemy instead of killing them, forgiving instead of hating, working instead of taking, seeing everyone as equal, living a life of hope instead of addiction. This new life is what God intended for us. Now, this new life is so interesting. The new life we have in Christ is the easiest and the hardest thing to do all at the same time. But this new life, it begins when we believe in Jesus Christ, when we believe in his death and his resurrection, when we believe in his life and his teachings, And what he's done for us. See, our belief and faith in Jesus starts our life over again. We get to press the restart button. And start over. Have a new life. When I was in middle school, I had a friend up the street who had a couple of those upright arcade games. Games like Asteroids and Pac-Man, Dig Dug and Donkey Kong, you know, the classics. Well, the thing that I loved about these upright arcade games is that the door to the arcade game, to kind of the brain of the arcade, was always open. So at any time you wanted while you were playing the game, you could just reach inside and you could press the restart button. Now, I loved pressing the restart button because several reasons. One, I didn't have to put another quarter in after I had died in the game. But second, I was horrible (laughs) at video games. I mean, I was just terrible. So I loved the idea of just getting to press the restart button whenever I wanted and to start a new life all over again and have fun. Have you ever thought that the empty tomb of Jesus Christ is like your restart button. See, Jesus went to the cross and rose from the dead so we could have a new life, so we could press the restart button in life. Something so much more important than a video game, real life can start again. What would it take for you to believe in Jesus and press the restart button today? on Easter 2020. You may have been thinking about your life in a whole new way since we've been confined to our homes. I think we've all been thinking about life in a little bit different way. And the best decision you could make would be to come out of this quarantine with a living hope, a living hope inside of you, and a new life that you get to start. Because you pressed the restart button and began to live for Jesus Christ. Now, if you'd like to do that, if you'd like to press the restart button, start all over and have this living hope inside of you, I want to encourage you just text, I said yes to 43506. That's our text app, and it helps us know that you've made a decision to say yes to Jesus. And we'll get back to you and respond back to you and help you start that relationship with him. It's simple. Just text, I said yes to 43506. It's a great way for us to respond when we're not together and can't respond together in the room. Now, Peter went on to say in verse 3 we are reborn to experience a living, energetic hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Oh man, isn't God good? See, God wants us to experience something. And what God wants us to experience is a living, energetic hope that is always alive inside of us. Man, that's awesome. That's totally cool that God's mercy and a new life allows us to experience a living hope. Now, a living hope is really important. Because we all have hope, but hope can be a funny thing because it can be good or it can be bad or it can be challenging all at the same time. You see, we all have hope. Some of us hope to go back to work. Several of you hoped not to lose your job during this quarantine. We hope we'll get a new car. We hope our parents will buy us a new cell phone. We hope to restore a relationship with a loved one. We hope to be free from addiction. We hope the coronavirus will stop. Many of us hoped that we would get to go back to school this year, and now we can't. We hoped the quarantine would be over in early April, and now we're into May, and hopefully it won't continue on till June. See, all of us have hope, but hope's a funny thing. Peter wants us to have a living hope because he knows that everything else we put our hope in has a shelf life. If I put my hope in a new truck, it will eventually break down, need repairs and need to be replaced because it has a shelf life. Even my health has a shelf life. If I'm putting my hope in my own humanity, in my own health, in my own uh, Humanity and humanness and what I'm going to get out of this earth, that has a shelf life. Some things we put our hope in will disappoint us. Relationships, your sports team, a hobby, the government. All these things that we put our hope in, they'll disappoint us. And some things in the world are great to put our hope in. They sound like important to us in this life, but they're also temporary. Things like money. Like, Wouldn't it be great to just have a ton of money laying around, but you don't get to take it with you when you die. It's a temporary thing. And most of us right now are, are looking at our stocks and going, yeah, money's pretty temporary because they're going down. See, there's lots of things that we put our hope in but they're dead hopes. They'll disappoint us, and all of them have a temporary shelf life. There's even lots of disappointment in our world today. We're sitting in our homes today, somewhat disappointed because people all around the world have died from the coronavirus. Others are fighting for their lives. We're confined to our homes, and that's brought on a whole plethora of other disappointments. And many of us are thinking about the next several weeks or months and wondering how we're going to make ends meet. And that's disappointing. In a time of disappointment, we need someone that never disappoints us. We need a living hope. We don't need the next best thing or the next tech gadget. What we need is something that is constant No matter what tomorrow or next year brings, there is no one more constant and faithful than Jesus. See, the message of Easter is this the living hope that Jesus offers us will never disappoint us. A hope that is linked to God's mercy. To a new life in Jesus Christ and a living hope because Jesus came back to life and is exactly what we need. This kind of hope in Jesus doesn't disappoint us. In fact, this living hope has been going strong for 2,000 years and billions of people have had it alive inside of them. This hope is It's not a desperate holding on to a faded dream or a dead hope. It's a living hope founded on reality, grounded in the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. A living hope is exactly what you and I need today. Let me close with a question. And the question is simple. Do you want a living hope that will never disappoint you. Do you want a living hope that will never disappoint you? That will always be a part of your life regardless of the circumstances in our world, regardless of the circumstances and the situations that are happening in your personal life? Living hope is what we are called to have in Christ. If you want this living hope I want you to know it's possible today. Right where you're at, right where you sit, in the room you're watching this in, I want you to know you can have this living hope. It's simple. All you have to do is tell Jesus you believe in him. Tell him you're sorry for the things that you've done that you know didn't please him. And then start to believe And start to live out what you believe. And start to live out what Jesus is calling you to. In this way, you get to experience the living hope that you can have in Jesus Christ. Would you pray with me? Jesus, I think it's apparent as we have church on a camera this morning that living hope is something we need. We need the hope that you give us. And so we ask that you would fill each and every one of us with your hope, not a hope that's temporary, a living hope that's eternal. For those of you that have just answered this question and said, I want this kind of living hope. I pray for you. I'm praying that you would come out of this quarantine with a new life in Jesus, with a living hope, and with a life that is completely different than when you began. Jesus, we thank you and we praise you. And would you help us to have a great Easter celebration, even though It's very different this year. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, I mentioned this before. One of the things that's challenging is we love to respond with people when they've made a commitment to Jesus Christ. And so if you've done that this morning or when you're watching this video, if you've responded to Jesus and said, I want that living hope, I want that new life that Jesus has for me, would you do yourself a favor and would you do us a favor? Because we'd love to connect with you and encourage you about your decision to start a new life with Jesus. Would you text, I said yes, to the number 43506? When you do, we'll get in contact with you and just begin to help you start a relationship with Jesus. Well, we're going to end our time and conclude our time together by singing some songs of praise to Jesus. So let's join Cooper and Whitney and sing some songs to Jesus.
2: How great the chasm that lay between us How high the mountain I could not climb In desperation I turned to heaven Spoke your name Into the night Then through the darkness Your loving kindness Tore through the shadows Of my soul The work is finished Jesus Christ, my living hope. Who could imagine so great a mercy? What heart could fathom such boundless grace? The God of king. seal the promise Christ my living hope oh God you are my living hope amen amen we're gonna sing our next song called Waymaker and I want to encourage us at home to just sing these words out loud Sing them loud and proud that God is a way maker, that in the midst of this current season, that God is making a way, that He is moving. Even if we don't see it or even if we don't feel it, God is working and God is doing some things. Amen? Let's sing this out. You are here, moving in on. I worship You. I worship You. You are here, working in this place. I worship You. I worship. You. Sing that again. You are here. You are here, moving in our midst. I worship. in mm-hmm. Stop work! Darkness, my God, that is who you are. You are way maker, miracle work, promise keep, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. Lord Jesus. Thank you so much for you being our our hope, our living hope, that on Easter Sunday, we celebrate that you have conquered death, that you have made a spectacle of death, that in your conquering of the grave, we have a hope in you that is alive. It's nothing that had been or was. It is forever and ever. So, Lord Jesus, right now, we just give you praise and thanks. And right now, I'm praying hope for all of us. Hope for us that are battling different scenarios, different things. And, Lord, you know everybody's life right now. You are a personable God. So, Jesus, just overwhelm us all with your hope and your love that only you can offer nothing else in this world can offer. For you are a way maker, a promise keeper, and a miracle worker. And Lord, let us not depend on our feelings. Let us depend on your truth, your word that says you are working. You have a plan and a purpose in all things. So God, On Easter Sunday, we celebrate that truth that you have risen, that you have conquered. Because of that, we have hope. So Jesus, give you thanks and praise. Amen.
0: Amen. And thank you for joining us today. We pray that you have a blessed Easter.
1: Remember to take photos to post with the hashtag Easter and Cheney 2020. Also, if you responded to the moment of salvation, please text I said yes to 43506 so that we can connect with you soon.
0: Happy Easter. And always remember, Jesus loves you very much. And so do Kate and I.